0: These summer episodes pushed out a little bit later. I have to run my daughter to her summer league practices. She's hooping, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to document some of that here, some Alk in real life and some training moving forward on my patron and perhaps some YouTube. Anyway, this is episode 79. I think I had skipped an episode or I misnumbered it yesterday. It is June 2nd, Wednesday. I was scratching my head of how I was going to fill today's episode considering there was really only one game last night, right? Now, we'll talk about all that. But then this morning, the news breaks. Danny Ainge is stepping down as general manager of the Boston Celtics. It doesn't stop there, though. Brad Stevens is stepping up into what seems like is that position. I I don't think he's officially labeled the general manager, but it's a full-time position in the front office, vacating the head coaching position of the Boston Celtics. I'm kind of shocked. I don't know about y'all, right? Danny seemed like a lifer, right? I mean, I knew there would be some moves and some shuffling from this Celtics team when their offseason began. I had been hinting at that for months, but damn. But as I sat back and thought about it here this morning, it makes sense. I think Danny Ainge realized his reputation is damaged beyond repair around the league with other general managers. I've heard several teams won't deal with him at all. It started with the Isaiah Thomas trade where, you know, I think a lot of people thought he knew that Isaiah Thomas was cooked with that hip injury. But I guess you could blame Cleveland and and Altman for that as well. Maybe they didn't do their due diligence with checking over Isaiah Thomas. But then I've also heard several other reports with him trying to unload injured players and not telling the other teams that the guys were chipped up or needed a surgery. Kemba Walker being one of them. And then I've also heard he engages in a lot of trade talks, gets deep into them, and then box. So I could see him kind of low-key getting blackballed from the rest of the league. A lot of people have criticized Danny for not pulling the trigger on a lot of supposed deals the last few seasons. Maybe there's not that many deals out there for him because, again, you know, this is a tight-knit community amongst these general managers, and relationships matter. Bob Myers, Rob Palenka, it's not necessarily that they're these brilliant chess players. It's that they have relationships spread out throughout the league, and that enables them to get deals done. As for Stevens, is this not just a way to slide back to college hoops? You heard the grumblings when the Carolina job opened in Indiana. There was all these big positions, and he was like, nope, I'm staying here. I think he's a loyal dude, and I don't think he wanted to just bounce. And so now he moves up into the front office where, after a season or two, and when another big college opening appears, he could kind of quietly just dip out. At least that's how I see it. Because look, I have no doubt he's a very good coach. I'm just not so sure he's a very good NBA coach because I don't think he'll ever have the clout that he would need to really command an NBA locker room. He's just simply not a good enough motivator of NBA players. And I think that's what you saw with this Celtics team, right? They came out flat time and time again and would spot teams 15 and 20-point leads. That, to me, is a sign they've tuned him out. He just doesn't know how to get them up and play. Yesterday, I mentioned the good old boy coaching network that they were highlighting between Quinn Snyder and Tyler Jenkins. It feels like Brad is going to hire someone within that right a coachy coach a guy like him but maybe that's not his decision you know it, it's weird for the the former coach to hire the new coach type of deal i don't know i don't know what the logistics are of it but you feel like if it were up to brad he would pull one of these guys from that tree but in my eyes they need a mark jackson type a motivator an ego manager so i'm very curious to see who gets that head coaching position my guess is it'll be a college guy or some obscure assistant I'm also very curious to see what the first move is personnel-wise. Does this mean Jalen Brown could somehow be made available? Obviously, you don't go like shopping Jalen Brown. It's not like, oh, we got to move Jalen Brown, but is he now obtainable if you're another team? If you call and it's Brad Stevens picking up the phone rather than Danny Ainge, is he like, yeah, you know what? I think this team does need a change. Or, you know, a lot of the time when when a new general manager steps in. He, he wants to shuffle things up. He wants to change things and, and mold it to his style. Very interesting. Okay. Okay, Boston. They took care of business right after their season ended, right? As far as the closeout game in Brooklyn last night, it went just how you would have thought. Boston hung around maybe a little longer than you would have expected till late in the third quarter, and then you saw the Brooklyn Nets flex. It was an offensive onslaught. I also think they were trying to send a little message to the Bucs. Like, look, we've been cruising. We're about to flip the switch on, y'all. This Bucks nets series here in the second round, it kind of reminds me in the previous years when Houston and Golden State would meet early before the conference finals, right, where you kind of get the feeling that this is going to be the best series in this entire playoffs, and it may determine the champion ultimately. I'm already on record. I like the Bucs. Di Vincenzo is a tough loss. There's no doubt about it. Um, But I just like their chemistry, their size, their physicality. A story that hasn't been played up yet is Brooke Lopez played the majority of his career for the Nets, right? So a little bit of a homecoming for him. And I think he's the X factor in the sense of, well, I won't say that because Drew is so important as well, but if Brook is going to impose his will and and get back to his, his you know, his original playing big in the paint like we've seen him do, I just don't know if Brooklyn has an answer for that. Uh, that, to me, is, is a big part of why I'm leaning Bucks in this series. But hey, at least we get it. You know, it may be too early. You'd like to see him meet in the conference finals, but at least we're going to get the matchup where both teams are healthy. So maybe it's the sooner the better. Denver-Portland. Game five. Rivers opens up with two early threes, 10-0 Denver. When the Nuggets, maybe shooters are hitting threes, you know, the the others, in Denver in that altitude, it can become a snowball effect real quick. The thing is Portland's felt it before. There was no panic in that team. That's the one thing I think that Portland has more so than I'm trying to rack my mind here. They're more battle-tested than almost any of these other teams in the playoffs, right? They've been through it together. So they weathered the storm. I thought the game was over when Composo, big boy Dame, if you want to be honest, Composo drives, drops the shoulder, throws Dame out of the way, and then flexes on him. I was like, oh, that looked like a serious changing event. <laughs> um, and then in the second half, Monte Morris got going. Huge game for probably the biggest game of his career, right? And that's the Nuggets specialty. They find and develop talent better than any. They love talent, and then they know what to do with it. They almost develop so much talent, they end up having to trade some of it away. You saw Yusuf Nurkic foul out for the third time in the series at the four-minute mark. And look, he's got to get better with the offensive fouls, the moving screens, and some of that stuff. But defensively, a lot of the time, I think they're just asking him to cover up too much. He doesn't have that type of foot speed. And so some of the fouls, they're just almost unavoidable. Um, again, because there's too many holes he's trying to plug in this Portland defense. And once he fouls out, Stout elects to go small with Robert Covington at the five. And to me, I just didn't understand why they weren't setting up Jokic deeper in the paint. Why wasn't he just catching it deep? And instead of that, you see Denver running pick and rolls. And Covington was loving it. It was playing right into his hands. It allowed, there was a few minutes late in that fourth quarter where they allowed Covington to guard Jokic exactly how he wanted to, out on the perimeter. Then again, they go to Rivers and he turns it over. Right? And, and so to me, part of that's on Jokic. You know, I, I'm not putting that on Malone, but it's like, look, you got to go command the ball, my guy. You can't, you, you're gonna, you're gonna let this be decided by by these guards. You're the MVP. That didn't look good. And then, of course, there was the phantom call on Austin Rivers on the Dame pull-up three. They review it and call it before the shot on the floor. Side out of bounds, Portland. Okay, fine. I mean, you know, that was kind of like a middle ground. That was a way of not screwing anybody, but they probably shouldn't have blown the whistle. I don't think you could, you could call that. That was, I don't know. I don't know. If I'm, if I'm a Nuggets man, to be honest with you, I'm upset at the call, even, even just the touch fall on the ground. In in a playoff game, That, that wasn't enough to call, in my opinion. And then to make things worse, they let Dame operate on an island. And you know what time it is. So Dame sends it to overtime with another three. At this point, he's just scorching hot. The not fouling up three thing is dumb. But then when you're going up against a hot Damian Lillard, it's ridiculous. Right? Like, it's one thing if you're playing the Knicks and you're like, no, 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 we're going to make them make a three. You're playing a red-hot Damian Lillard and you don't foul when you're up three? (sighs) I think coaches think it sends the wrong message. You know, think about it. All year, they preach defense. Stay disciplined. We can get stops. And so fouling up three kind of goes against the message that they've been trying to instill from day one. But look, man, if your players can't understand that it's just strategy, then they don't get it anyway. Like you, I I just don't, I don't understand. Look, the entire league has embraced the three ball, right? So it's time for everyone to embrace fouling up three. So they go into overtime. And again, I'm watching Jokic catch the ball like 25 feet from the basket. I didn't, I don't understand why he's not just sealing under the rim and getting it done when it was either Covington or Mellow on him. Eventually they went back to Cantor. And then Dame, again, is on his way to a 50-piece with a big cartoon watch ticking on his wrist, and they let him operate one-on-one. Look, when a superstar is hot late in the game, the only option is to trap and get the ball out of his hands. I don't care who else is on the floor. That, that's the only option. And listen, I like Mike Malone. I do. But these rigid principles are fireball offenses, in my opinion. I'm serious. The not fouling up three, the not trapping of Dame, there were all these little red flags from Mike Malone to perhaps why Denver can't seem to get over the hump. But the injuries are going to give him a pass ultimately. Let me finish up the commentary on this game. We head to a second overtime. It's a tie game with about a minute 30 to go, and Jokic finally is catching it a little bit deeper. Canters on him at this point. They send the double, and he has two options. There's a streaking Aaron Gordon for a dunk, and then there's Porter Jr. in the weak side corner. And he trusted Porter Jr. in the corner. Straight cash. Great bounce back game from Porter Jr. after what he had, three points in that game four? Certain guys are built for big shots. And that was great recognition from Jokic. I would have taken, I, I thought he was dropping it off to Aaron Gordon for the dunk. Right. It was more of a sure thing. And I think as his teammate, he knows, like, yo, this Porter Jr. wants the big shots. He may not make them, he wants them. And a lot of the time, that's more important. Maybe it's not. That sounds silly. But you know what I'm saying. And so Porter hits a huge three. On the other end, C.J. takes a negative step out of bounds as he caught it on the weak side. And it was a turnover that really sealed their fate. Is it me or is Urkel looking a little gluttonous? C.J., he might have to lay off some of that wine tasting he's doing, right? Because he's looking plump. Like, you know, I, I don't question his skill set, and I'm sure he'll have a bounce back game, but he doesn't look like he's in the greatest shape if, if you want to keep it a buck. And he had several turnovers in those overtimes and late in that fourth. He just didn't, he didn't look good. Monte Morris outplayed him, right? Monte Morris was, was going nuts. And it was just a, another one of these crazy games between these two where Denver tried to give the game away like four times. Still came away with the dub. You already know this thing's headed to Game Seven. Shout out to my patrons. There, uh, someone was asking me, you know, about doing this game and, and, and scheduling this. Full transparency. I don't love covering Dame games because there's not a whole lot to say. He just ISOs and hits ridiculous shot after ridiculous shot. There's nothing to explain. But that being said, I'll I, I, I will cover the game seven that we're headed towards. And I'm kind of pacing myself here with the breakdowns for this first round because I want to cover the later games. Like if, if you look at this Western Conference right now, we could be headed to potentially three game sevens. When you look at Mavs, Clippers, Lakers, Suns, and Denver, Portland. And so I want to cover these late games in this series. So I wasn't trying to jump all over the game twos and threes. But as the playoffs advance. I will cover more and more of each series. Um, and you can expect a Mavs-Clippers game five breakdown from me tomorrow. <laughs> Lakers, Suns, there was no Anthony Davis. You know, the way they were posturing pregame, if you listen to Frank Vogel, he was speaking as if he was going to play. Then they bring AD. They First off, they travel him to Phoenix. They have him out there kind of fake warming up. To me, the posturing is a bad sign. Y'all are that desperate? Y'all are that desperate to have him out there pretending to warm up? I think Barkley nailed it. fuck are y'all doing? He shouldn't have never even flown to Phoenix. I don't know. I don't know, man. So the game starts, and Braun's got that look on his face. He's got that look on his face. We've seen it before. The problem was when he went to turn the key, that big engine didn't look like it wanted to turn over, did it? Listen, we're going to find out Thursday in L.A., but it looks like LeBron can no longer flip the switch and take over. Maybe it's the ankle. Maybe it's father time. Maybe it's both. Either way, I think there's a real possibility for the first time in almost 20 years, the throne is going to officially be vacant for the taking. Not a whole lot to say about this one, right? This was blew him off the floor. Devin Booker, 18 points in the first quarter, and without Anthony Davis manning that back line. All of a sudden, those Laker perimeter defenders, they don't look so imposing. It's Anthony Davis that allows them to play so aggressively. They no longer have that safety net. Book and the Suns knew it. Look, my mind tells me LeBron is going to find a way in game six. And the Lakers team will show the heart of a champion. They've been so resilient all year. But my gut, my gut tells me this series is over, man. The way they beat them last night, like, that was, that was too easy. It was complete dominance. Now, understand, I'm operating under the belief that Anthony Davis won't be able to play. He might suit up in Game 7 out of desperation, but he's not going to be Anthony Davis. Now, Chris Paul did go down again, which could really be a problem for the Suns moving forward. But honestly, the way campaign is playing in this series, I don't think they need him to finish this series. Again, with no Anthony Davis. I don't think they need CP at least in this series to to finish it out, but you know, we'll see. We'll see the ner- you know, a nerve stuff, I don't know. I can't call it with that. I haven't dealt with too many injuries like that. 4 games tonight. Can the Wizards turn this into a series? Joel Embiid is not playing. It's a dangerous thing to give Russell Westbrook belief, but then again, Russell Westbrook always believes, but I think he's just going to have that Wizards team all the way up. So we'll see. Philadelphia is going to need a big performance from Tobias Harris is what they're going to need. And Seth Curry is going to have to probably chip in with four or five threes. So can the Wizards make this a series? And then the Knicks fighting elimination in the garden, that should be a super crazy environment. Fans, stay in your seats. You would have thought Clint Capella would have learned his lessons. Remember years ago when Houston had the Warriors on the ropes, he started popping shit. And then for the remainder of the series, Draymond owned him. Now he's not, he's not looking across at Draymond in this series, but you know, Clint Capella, I don't know, again, learn from your mistakes. I don't know why you pop shit in this scenario here, because it's going to be a tough game. I, I, I think the Knicks will get this done. I don't see them losing on their home floor in a closeout game. And then you got Mavericks, Clippers, tied 2-2 this game five. I'm planning to cover that in a full breakdown. And then Memphis Jazz. I think we all expect the Jazz to probably put this young Memphis team down. I'll tell you what, though. I think one of these dogs is getting it done tonight. I can tell you that. This is the Hesi, brought to you by BasketballGods.net. I'm out, y'all.